BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Prince Andrew settles his Jeffrey Epstein lawsuits. And we're joined by an expert to walk us through it all. I'm Jack Royston, Newsweek's royal correspondent. And I'm Kristen Meinzer, a royal watcher based in the US. And this is Newsweek's Royal Report. Hello, Jack. Hello, listeners. Hello, everybody. We have some big news today, starting, uh, sadly again, with Prince Andrew. That's right, Kristen. Prince Andrew has settled his sexual abuse lawsuit, and an undisclosed amount of money has been paid both to Virginia Jeffrey, his accuser, and also to her charity. And this all comes just a month before he was due to testify under oath. We are privileged enough to have a former federal prosecutor, Nima Romani of West Coast Trial Lawyers to talk us through the implications of all this. Welcome to the show, Nima. Thanks, Kristen. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for having me. So first of all, do you want to talk us through a little bit about the settlement itself? Can you tell us what kind of money you think might have been involved here? And why do you think Andrew settled? Jack, this is me guessing and reading the tea leaves. But the fact that Virginia Jufree settled for a mere half a million dollars with Jeff Epstein back in 2009 that's a low number, in my opinion, for a sex abuse case, particularly when you're dealing with a defendant, the financial means of a Jeff Epstein and Prince Andrew. I'm thinking this is a seven-figure settlement, so a million dollar plus, maybe even as high as eight figures, because what she took back in 2009 was a paltry sum, in my opinion. That's fascinating, Nima. So really, you think that the origins of all this may, may date back to 2009 and that settlement agreement that we heard so much about during the case itself. I mean, Andrew obviously tried to use this, didn't he, to have the whole lawsuit thrown out? Yeah, so when she filed in 2009, she settled a short time thereafter, within a matter of months. Now, early settlements tend to be less favorable for civil plaintiffs. And in this particular case... Virginia Jufree, David Boys, and the entire legal team, they overcame all the hurdles in the case. I mean, you have Andrew Brettler and the Prince's lawyers. They filed motions to dismiss based on jurisdiction, based on that 2009 settlement agreement, Jack, that you mentioned. And when all those legal hurdles were overcome and it was clear that Judge Kaplan was going to push the case to trial, that's when the prince's team finally relented and settled. I think the writing was on the wall that it was clear that despite the prince's denials that he did not know Virginia Jufree, that there was no sexual contact with her, that the infamous photograph of them together was photoshopped, that it was going to end badly for the prince at trial. And rather than go through a very public and likely shameful trial, um, he really retreated and settled despite his very public proclamations of innocence. Now, do you think that Nima, that this is somehow an admission of guilt on his part? Or is it so common to settle that it doesn't say anything one way or the other? Even though the settlement agreement will contain no admission of liability, 
it will likely have an ironclad confidentiality provision. And I know this because I've litigated cases against Andrew Brettler, the prince's attorney. Um, I don't expect Virginia Jufri to be going on a, a book tour or sitting down with Oprah anytime soon. That being said, I think the media and the public will construe it as an admission of liability. If truly you did not know this woman, if you've had no contact with her, if you've already been stripped of your royal title and responsibilities, your only chance of vindicating yourself is to push the case to trial and proving your innocence. The fact that they entered into this settlement does lead me and I believe members of the public and the media to believe that something happened here and the prince was not as innocent as he said he was. Now, there's one line in this whole um, statement that I really wanted to ask you about. It's caused a little bit of debate, I think, on social media. And he, Andrew says, or at least the statement says, that Prince Andrew has never intended to malign Ms. Jeffrey's character. Um, you know, we've heard some extraordinary things during this case. We've heard them throw into uh, into the evidence a old article from the New York Daily News, which described Virginia as being not a sex slave but a money-hungry sex kitten. Um, we've had them file documentation suggesting Andrew would defend the case on the basis of the doctrine of unclean hands. I mean, how have they wound up with this statement suggesting that he never <laughs> intended to malign? his accuser when he has very clearly maligned her i mean what's what's going on there how has this wording do you think come about well i think this is something that jufri herself wanted of all the epstein victims she has been the most vocal she has been the one who has spoken to the media the most um you have victims in the Gielan maxwell case for instance that may well be retried that don't want to sit as witnesses in a second trial um, Jufri was not called as a witness in that case because of some reportedly inconsistent statements that she had made to law enforcement. But when you're dealing with victims of sex abuse, many of them don't want to come forward. They don't want to relive that trauma in a very public way. But Jufri did. And in response, the prince's team, they went after her very aggressively. And I think part of the settlement, this is something that David Boyce and her team demanded and wanted because I think she wanted that public vindication to tell her story in a way that the other Epstein victims did not. He's also, Prince Andrew said in this in this statement that, um, well, the statement says about him, that he's going to support the fight against the evils of sex trafficking by supporting its victims. Um, what, what do you make of that, Nima? Can you see that actually happening? Are we going to see Andrew volunteering his services to charities? Will they accept it? I don't think so, Jack. I think that's more of a PR move than anything. I mean, the prince's reputation is damaged in such a way. I don't think it'll ever recover. Um, this is l too little, too late, in my opinion. Um, I think the public will perceive him as someone that denied engaging in this conduct and only when his back was against the wall at an, the, really the 11th hour did he agree to pay uh, Virginia Drew free to make the civil case go away and make some sort of contribution to um, victims of sex abuse. Now, do you think it's just coincidence that the truth of the damning photo of him with Virginia, that an email was leaked of Maxwell saying, yes, that's probably a real photo. I don't think that is a doctored photo. Plus, there was a photo released of Andrew giving a tour 
to Maxwell and President Bill Clinton of the palace, which he earlier denied existed. Do you think these kinds of things that are coming out right now, did they play any role in his decision to settle? I'm certainly not an expert on doctored photos and Photoshop, but um, I think that was a weak defense, in my opinion. Um, It was clear that Prince Andrew associated with Jeff Epstein. Now, Ghislaine Maxwell is obviously the most fascinating witness in all this because she knows where the bodies are buried. And there was certainly the possibility that post-conviction that she might cooperate to try to get a reduced sentence. Um, I know her brother said that she would not. I think now that we have this juror misconduct issue, and likely she's going to get a new trial, I think the possibility of her cooperating is less, and she's going to roll the dice with a, a new jury in a new case. But to the extent that someone like Maxwell has information, that's certainly going to put pressure on others who participated in the sex abuse to enter into these types of deals because Jeff Epstein's dead and the next best witness is Gillen Maxwell herself. For those who aren't familiar with the jury situation, can you explain what that was about? Yes. One of the jurors in the Gillen Maxwell criminal trial reportedly did not disclose that he was also a victim of sex abuse in his juror questionnaire. So that's a problem because it's a misstatement under oath. It's perjury. But not only was it perjury, it was actually prejudicial, and this is why. This particular juror told media outlets that in the jury deliberation room, there were some undecided jurors. And when he told those undecided jurors about his own experience as a victim of sex abuse, he was able to convince them to vote guilty. That's a big problem. So because of that misstatement, we're likely looking at a new trial for Ghislaine Maxwell. And you've talked about a new trial for Ghislaine. What do you think about Prince Andrew? Is this over for him now? Or might it come back and rear its head with a police investigation or, or something like that? Well, criminal charges are certainly what everyone's interested in when it comes to Prince Andrew. When it comes to his case, I think the government is going to need something more than Virginia Jufri's testimony. We discussed it earlier. They didn't put her on the stand in the Maxwell case. So she's not going to be the strongest witness in a criminal trial. Um, The prince has obviously denied and will continue to deny um, having any sexual contact with her. Even his statement was worded in a way where there was really no admission that can be used against him in the criminal case. So if you're the government and you're prosecuting a member of the royal family here in the United States, the prince hasn't cooperated with the U.S. attorney in New York. He's made that clear. You have a victim who's certainly willing to come forward but you need some sort of corroborating evidence. You need a Ghislaine Maxwell. You need something else to meet that higher burden in a criminal case. It's beyond a reasonable doubt. You need 12 out of 12 jurors. So without that, I don't think we're going to see a prosecution of the prince here in the United States. What do you make of the fact that Prince Andrew still hasn't cooperated? I was under the impression that he legally had to. Do you think there is a failing on the British side there or have the DOJ lost interest? No, I think they're very interested as far as the DOJ is concerned, but he has a right to remain silent, a Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination here in the United States. And I don't expect him to come 
anywhere near the United States anytime soon because there's a possibility that he may be arrested. Um, I think it's unlikely that he would be indicted and extradited to the United States. It's certainly a possibility. But I think the prince's primary concern is ending up in a similar situation to Epstein and Maxwell. So he's going to do everything he can to avoid that. Now, do you think that there is any implication with the settlement here that perhaps other victims will come forward and have their day in court now as well? There's certainly a snowball effect when it comes to victims of sex abuse. Um, There's the psychology of them blaming themselves, them not wanting to relive the trauma in a public court proceeding. But when there are other victims that come forward, that tell their story, whether it's Me Too in a sexual harassment or sexual assault context, or even childhood victims of sex abuse, that tends to empower these young women to come forward to tell their story when they see others who are similarly situated doing the same. Well, this has been such an insightful conversation, Nima. We so appreciate your taking the time to talk with us today. Reminder, Nima Romani is with West Coast Trial Lawyers. Thank you so much for joining us today, Nima. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And that's it for this episode of The Royal Report. Be sure to follow us every other week when we visit the latest royal headlines, embark on some royal deep dives, and riff on all things royal. And if you're not already, follow us on Twitter. I'm Jack underscore Royston, and Kristen is at Kristen Meinzer. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jack Royston. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And a curtsy to you all. <laughs>